Hello, this is Asen from How I Met Your Money podcast, and this is where we cover all things money. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to talk about why and when we should do valuation, even though uh, it is difficult to get it done right. First off, I want to pose a question to you. How would you value these two companies? Company A is a restaurant that has many outlets all over the country with a long-term brand name. Company B is in a concept phase where they haven't yet served a single dish before, but they have innovation on its side. Uh, It's going to come up with new recipes and dishes that uh, no one has ever seen before. Now, can you give value to these companies? Uh, Of course, you can't do that right now without knowing the cost of their business, their revenue. Um, So let's skip this portion first. This is about how to do valuation and we will only do this in the next episode. But let us just say that you are comparing between these two. Which one would you pay more money for? It's not a trick question, but... Uh, I hope you will put a little thought into this because uh, it will help you better understand the concept. Uh, Of course, company B has the potential to do better than company A in the future, uh, but it has not been tested by the market yet. Uh, We don't get to see any cash flow yet. So there are many things that can be involved in a restaurant business, you know, like um, its operations is more than just like the dishes whether people like it or not there's logistics planning manpower policy um you know their sops uh, that that actually makes what a company what it is so no matter how you look at it it will make more sense that you will buy company a if they were at the same price so we have to take note that we are not comparing a tech company with high growth potential we are comparing two restaurants and one of them hasn't even served a single dish to a customer yet. So you may think that this sounds really straightforward and maybe even dumb, but guess what? This is actually happening in real life and this happens very frequently. So in fact, you can actually look up Nicola uh, and compare it with Ford Motors. So these two are basically automaker companies and... Perhaps you haven't even heard about Nicola before, uh, but they are a truck making company and they are still at a conceptual phase. So I think it goes along the line of um, being an electric vehicle, uh, meaning just like my restaurant example, uh, they have not yet even produced uh, or manufactured a single truck before. I think they are slated to do a presentation just at the end of this year. And uh, this is very difficult for me to fathom how an automaker company that has not yet even produced a single vehicle uh, can be priced in close to Ford Motors, uh, which has been incorporated since 1903 with a large distribution network. Um, Of course, uh, I mean, just because a company has been existing for a longer period of time doesn't mean that it is higher in value but we have to take note that this is a well-known brand Uh, they have established um, offices all around the world you know they know where to get 
their raw materials they probably optimized or made it more efficient already over the uh, you know over the course of more than a hundred years so my guess would be that most of the investors do not actually do due diligence or research at all and and the fastest and easiest way actually to quickly get a gauge is for valuations to look at the competitor in the same industry um, I think at one point in time, the valuation of Nikola is even higher than that of Ford Motors. Uh, that's really ridiculous because no matter how much of a potential you have, you cannot just you know, flip an industry giant before you even step foot into it. That's just the reality of things in life. I think one more mistake that I noted many people who are new to investing make is to look at individual share prices instead of like noting the valuation of the entire company uh, to determine who is cheaper so a company can be sold at just ten dollars per share but has a total number of a thousand shares compared to a company selling at one dollar per share but has a total number of say a million share so that's a ten thousand dollars the ten thousand dollar company against a million although the million dollar company is selling at one dollar per share so yeah, please do at least do a one-minute quick analysis on the current pricing of the company you are buying and compare it with the competitor. Uh, but anyway, your yield is going to be determined by your total amount invested anyway. So the price per share doesn't matter as much for your long, long-term long goal and it influences more uh, with respect to volatility and if it is more uh, affordable or easier to enter. Um, you will see that stock prices with lower price they tend to be more volatile of course in these days uh, you can actually buy part of a share already so there it is i think the reason why we want to do valuation for a stock is to help us to avoid making grossly expensive investments that don't make sense uh, of course our valuation is not going to be spot on and it is also not an easy thing to do uh, also each in different each different industry might vary in a lot in the methods for valuation as well so i recently just learned about employing a distribution curve for my valuation from this guy called uh, aswath demo damo duran uh, i can't spell his name uh, i mean pronounce his name uh, but you can just youtube search aswath valuation and he will come right up. Uh, I, I believe he teaches MBA students amongst many others on valuation and corporate finance. So he has an entire playlist on valuation. And I haven't yet gotten to, got to start on it. Uh, but I will, uh, I suspect, within a week from the time I upload this episode. So as with most analysts who always get their estimates wrong, and still get paid, we can actually use a distribution curve to at least help us to know the likelihood of how much a company can be off by. Uh, it's not impossible to be priced outside the curve, but it's just very unlikely. And we just want to put the odds in our favor. So when it comes to valuation, there are in general two kinds of people. There are the numbers kind of people and the story people. So do you know which kind you are? The numbers people focus on stats, 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 and numbers, numbers, numbers. So they compare earnings per share, uh, growth rate and risk, 
profit margin and the list can go on. So to them, the numbers are everything. So without focusing on business fundamentals, for them it's like as long as the company is making good use of the capital and generating a competitive or um, better profit consistently, then it's a good buy. So numbers people tend to be very technical and yeah, they're probably people who enjoy analyzing things and yeah, seeing their predictions come true. And whereby the story people actually focus on fundamental and potential. So they will consider the leadership of the management. Uh, they are more likely to watch videos of all the AGMs and focus on news of the industries in the long run. So, you know, Steve Jobs is probably their god. And YouTube and Bloomberg are probably their most visited site. You know, if they want to do research on uh, if a stock is worth their money or not. Um, they will probably have a bigger risk appetite for young growth companies and tech firms, uh, which have the potential to become the next big thing. Uh, the proportion of value in or price in many growth companies are probably by this group of people rather than the numbers people. Uh, both kinds of people usually view the other side as some kind of misled people or lost ships. Uh, the numbers people will point at the crazy bubbles that often were created. Uh, and the story people will point at the numbers people when you know there's some kind of accounting fraud and things like that happen to you know like what happened to Wirecard. So numbers are also not always reliable. Uh, but the truth is there are merits in both methods and you should always have a mix of both. Uh, just like MMA, you do not want to be someone who is a pure play in something. Uh, you want to be able to do tosses like with judo, uh, submissions with jiu-jitsu and you know, attack from all angles with Muay Thai. So although company statistics and financials are important to me, uh, not investing in the sunset industries is also something important to me as well. So no matter how good you will and act, right, you will still be replaced by a chainsaw. So we have to stay informed of macroeconomic trends and reassess our portfolios periodically. So of course the numbers matter as well for me. In fact, I would say that I started out more of a numbers people. I think it's bad. It's quicker to get down to whether this company is grossly overpriced or not. Uh, sometimes when I found companies which are grossly underpriced, and then with a quick check on uh, the fundamentals, you will find that oh, there there are some bad news uh, that that could potentially make the company go bankrupt. So that's why you know you kind of have to have both to go hand in hand. Um. For now, I think I'm really interested in investing in companies who are involved in 5G technology and all industries that will make the most out of this technology. Uh, we also have to rule out companies that do not have any working plans to adopt this technology as well. So whenever there's a new technology that comes on, the one that wields it the most effectively and early uh, will get ahead of its competitors. So the next portion I want to talk about is when do we want to do valuation? Um, of course, we want to do it before an investment. But we cannot just close our eyes even when 
we are driving on a straight road, right? We still have to look out for dangers. So there could be barriers or pedestrians running across the street, etc. So we should still reassess our valuation of our company or whenever the invested company makes a huge directional change or acquisition or when there's an industrial shift like what I mentioned earlier uh, when there's a new technology that comes in. We want to quickly make an informed decision as to whether we should stay invested in them. So just because a company has been doing well in the past doesn't mean that they will do well in the future. Uh, Of course, past conduct is a good indicator but some kind of stuff is really outside the control of the management uh, in the company. Um, For example, a sudden introduction of a disruptive technology. Um, So I'll start off with uh, one example. So an example of an industrial shift that would require our reassessment to revalue our investments. Uh, I think you can see in the most recent example, uh, perhaps in the past, I I believe within the past 10 years, um, that is the right hailing services. So not only are getting rights much easier with the app, you can actually see the cost up front. There are many benefits for the consumers to make the switch into using these apps as compared to traditional taxi services. So even for the drivers themselves, they get to know the destination ahead of time and payments can be made to their bank account directly. So travel websites now have made booking tours and holidays so easy that you know the human travel agents and traditional tour agencies are no longer needed so i don't think there are actually public listed companies in this category uh, but i just want to name it out there uh, for some idea and the second point on the point of is uh, when do we want to revalue our company uh, is when a company changes direction uh, so when the CEO of the company that you invested uh, of the company that you invested in decides to move the company from doing one thing to another uh, you should definitely keep a lookout and um, you know look in close detail of his or her plan uh, I'm not sure if you have ever heard of this term before it's called diversifying so it's basically a word play of diversification except it gets worse. Um, this happens when a company has its main business dying and they decided to redirect their capital and effort into new business venture to stay alive. So of course it's good that you know the management identified the problem and is trying to move elsewhere to survive but it also tells you that they have largely given up on their prospects of keeping their main business alive. So in most cases, you will get out of or you will want to get out of this investment. Uh, the current valuation will probably fall as time goes by. And uh, unless this new investment has some sort of synergy or that the CEO is able to convince you that you know, their new investments would help to enhance the existing business to keep it afloat, I don't think you will want to stay uh, in that investment as well. Oh, let me think. I think whenever, um, for example, I think when a company is doing its diversification, so previously actually the, the price that you paid for in that stock is actually priced 
for or value in for their main business. So if their main business is dying and they are doing it like they are actually paying for uh, a new investments, so actually you are paying a, a much higher price for a company which is a start. Uh, which has no actually not much benefit over you know other comparing or other similar companies which are doing in that front so for example um, i wouldn't name the company but let's say their main business is dying and they decided to go into weeds right they open a separate branch to do weeds then why would i invest my money into this company at a premium price that's doing weeds rather than you know, I just go all together to a, a company that has started out as a REITs or a new growth company, in fact. right? Why would I be paying a premium for a company that is going to do something that the other public listed company is doing from the get-go? Um, and the third one I want to point out is um, to reassess whenever a recession strikes. Uh, you want to check if the business is able to hold out the storm. Uh, so of course we don't want you to panic and sell, but but I think most of the time if you had invested or, or did your first valuation the first time, you if you did it well and you buy into a quality company, then this wouldn't be an issue for most for in most cases. So yeah, that's just the three situations I want to point out when you should revalue your assets. Um, of course, you should still at least reassess your portfolio at least once a year as a good practice and include all the special situations that I have mentioned. You don't actually have to do this if you are investing purely on index fund though. And I think that's another huge benefit and uh, why it is actually highly recommended for most of the population. Um, Alright, I hope I convinced you on why you should do valuation and you hopefully learned about when to revaluate besides the first time before you make the purchase. So in the next episode, I will talk about how to do valuation. Uh, I'm probably just going to talk about my own method which incorporates a few simple concepts. Actually, it, is, it really isn't that complicated. I think it is just people who are trying to make it complicated so they can so they can actually create a barrier to entry i mean if the analyst who gets paid month after month hardly ever hits his estimate then uh, maybe you can do a better job than him so i think the process of doing valuation can be really fun as well uh, i think creativity really go a long way uh, for this exercise so anyway we'll talk more about this the next time um, I think the case of COVID-19 is really not improving in certain part of the world and by certain part of the world I'm referring to the entire American continent uh, I hope things will get better over there and yeah since more than 50% of my listeners are from America I hope you guys stay safe and take this opportunity during the lockdown to study a skill that will last a lifetime. I think personal finance is probably um, the top skill to start off with, especially now. I think that presents a lot of opportunity for you to get into or purchase assets at 
a really cheap price. So anyway, uh, I will see you in the next one then. Goodbye.